Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're going to be talking about, actually all about Berlin, because we recently got a message from somebody who we'll give a shout out to in a moment. And he mentioned that we actually talk about Berlin here and there, of course, but never a whole episode about why the city is so great and our favorite spots. Yeah, and yeah exactly. We, we did a whole episode about the best and worst things, but yeah. we've never just done a general, what is Berlin? What is city? Why, and is why so... do we live here? And yeah. Exactly, and maybe a lot of you don't know a lot about the capital of Germany, so let's find out. Let's dive in, play that music. And welcome back. This is episode 34, 34. I believe. Yeah, 34. Here we at. Wowzers. Wow, we. Let's start with a uh, a shout out. Of course. As love, we like love, we like to do. Love the shout outs. Cuz we get great messages from uh, from people who listen. Yeah, always a good time. Uh, a shout out to Randolph. He he mentioned that he has a niece who will soon be born. In Berlin, first of all, congratulations! Congratulations, on that. Randolph. That's awesome. Yeah, and so, so he said he's on his way to Berlin to either visit to just see his niece or possibly stay permanently. And he asked for some uh, Scotch whiskey recommendations, which we will send him. Yeah, super cool. I think that's all the shout outs we have for today, though, isn't it? I mean, you did mention we were going to shout out the person who inspired this episode. If can you remember the person's name? True, I can't be honest. Oh, shit. I believe it was the Luciano. Yes, uh, yes from yes. Brazil or Luciano. Yeah. And speaking of Brazil, I looked uh, recently. It is um, our number three right now. Our oh, wow. third amount of listeners are coming from Brazil. Very cool. Thanks, Brazil. Thanks yeah. everybody there. Maybe it's just Luciano and his, his extended family. Oh, <laughs> obrigado. I think that's thank you in Portuguese. It, it could be. I'm not sure. I don't know much about Portuguese, unfortunately. Sorry. Obrigado, I think. Well, anyways, if that is thank you, I'm trying to say thank you. Other odds odds and ends before we get started. This week and for the next few weeks is the Berlin Festival of Lights. It's it's, it's really cool festival. It has nothing to do with Hanukkah, as some might think, <laughs> uh, at all. Uh, but it's a free annual event. Uh, and it, ha- it happens every year. Annually? Annually. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And so pretty much like a lot of the buildings around the city and certain districts are lit up with like 3D map projections and it's on a lot of major landmarks and it, it looks really beautiful and it's a really nice day to uh, walk around in the evening, have a little, have a drink with you, have a, bring a little snack if you want and uh, it's kind of walk around the city and look at these really cool buildings with these awesome moving artistic lights on there it's it's really something to uh it's pretty amazing actually it's yeah cool. and, and it's yeah like you said it's like 3d map so it's not just a projector onto the wall like right. it, it it wraps around the contours of the building etc so to make it look like the animation is actually you know on the building yeah. and coming out of the windows and that kind of it's thing it's really nutty they, they get really creative with it sometimes like sometimes make the windows look like they're shattering or you know moving and it's yeah. it's kind of like it's a bit of a, a and they've got soundtracks playing, etc. Yeah, like music. There's there's huge sections of quote unquote city center. You know, Brandenburg Gate. Yeah. between the Brandenburg Gate and, um, and Alexanderplatz. Alexanderplatz. Yeah, yeah, and Potsdamerplatz. So yeah, a lot of times it's actually early. Usually it comes out in October when it's much colder. But this year it's in, in September. If, if you're going at a time we're recording this, you do not need anything to be warm because it's been like 29 degrees for the past two days. Yeah, if you're going this week that we're recording, it, yeah, I'm have I have shorts on right now. So yeah. But it's going back down to 20, so it's, it's bizarre. But check it out. I believe it starts 8 p.m. every day for the next uh, two weeks. So Yeah, yeah definitely go. It's, it's, it's a really good time. Uh, I go every single year. We mentioned um, Brazil, but I also want to give a shout-out and say hello to our listeners over in Luxembourg, Austria, and United Arab Emirates. Oh. Because we just got in the charts there, so we have some listeners there. So, 
Hey everyone. Hello, how do you do? And uh, send us a message if you want. Yeah, send us a message. That'd be cool. Uh, we've got a little update. Last week we mentioned um, a new, ooh, you wouldn't call it a holiday, but it's an annual event that was called <laughs> that was called Warning Day. Warning Day. Warning. In, in which uh, throughout Germany at a certain time they were going to test all all warning systems, right. si- sirens, uh, right. text, billboards, all at once. Uh, you know, warning systems for possible floods, fires, war. David Hasselhoff coming into town, that kind of thing. Whatever it may be. And just an update. The whole day was an entire disaster and failure. Right. Uh, yeah, it, not, it, nothing worked. If there's missiles coming here, we are all absolutely screwed. It, it was funny. So the um, entire city of Munich, after it happened, said, oh, actually, as it turns out, we uh, removed all of our air raid sirens in the oh, 60s. So we had nothing to blast on. And, and in Berlin, I didn't hear anything. And so, but no. apparently, yeah, it, it happened really in only a few small places and text messages arrived half an hour hour late you know so yeah but you only got messages if you had specific apps yeah but i'm saying within the app yeah it, it arrived an hour late. late yeah um so hopefully next year they'll fix it yeah i mean <laughs> in the in the end it's kind of exactly what needed to happen they needed a test just and now that they and know they that failed. now that they know things don't work they can fix them yeah. and hopefully no major disasters uh, we've, all we, we, we've all failed the test before. It's okay, Berlin. It's okay, Germany. It's okay. For Germans, I think it's... Study some more. It's tougher. Figure it out. You know, there's a lot of, like, self-flogging, you know, like, oh. in the bedroom, because I've been bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, a few more announcements, or things happening right now, I should say. Mm-hmm. Kids are going back to school, which is right. nice. It is back to school time. Back to school time. You know, uh, you might see these kitties on the first day of school carrying mm. something a little odd around town. Well, it's not might. You 100% will see these kids what, what's carrying. What's that all about? So pretty much it's a big, looks like a giant cone out of paper or what have you. And what, what size are we talking here? They're big. Like, they're like almost like the size of the kids. Right. And you get them on your first day of school. So when you're six years old, going into first grade. And they're, uh, yeah, they're called Schultute, uh, which means school bag. <laughs> It's not a bag. It's a big cone filled with uh, sweets. Mm. And it's like a tradition in Germany. Every kid gets one. Um, it's, yeah. kind of, it's kind of like a Christmas stocking, but in the shape of a cone. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't you know, know where I mean? it's from, but it's super interesting. I got one from my old group because I work with kids from one to five and I'm with them at one and I go through until they're five years old in preschool. Mm. And um, the parents actually gave me a show to... to Oh, that's Because cute. their kids are going nice. to school for next year. So that was nice. But yeah, it's kind of a fun little uh, German tradition. And then you go in the stores, you can get an Iron Man-themed cone or right. a princess-themed cone or, you know, it's right. uh, it's, it's cute. Yeah, it's make, make their own. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun little, I think, uh, thing to ease the children's nerves as they're going from kindergarten to, you know, big kid school. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. I mean, I mean yeah, it's, it's always stressful for your first day of school and to have a bunch of candy. Uh, that always helps everything, right? Candy's the best. I love candy. I mean, when I went to get my, uh, do my like visa appointment, why didn't I have a bag of candy? Yeah, right? Yeah. And there goes my transition because next, (laughs) I want to talk to you guys about an interesting fact that I came across and both me, me and Alex are very surprised by this fact. In 2018, there were around 2.4 million visa applications and or requests in Germany. Wow, wow, wow. But of those 2.4 million, only 241,000 were declined. Well, so that means about 10%. 2.1, 2.2 million were accepted. So uh, if, you, if you're freaking out about whether or not you're going to get a visa, 
uh, most likely the odds are in your favor. Now, it's pretty encouraging. Now, yeah. now, they could deny you at first and just say, oh, you know, you need, need this additional document, whatever. Of but in the end, it seems like the numbers show you'll probably get this visa, yeah. which uh, should be good news for everybody. Sweet. Yeah. I don't know. After you just told me that, I don't know why I always get so uh, nervous before getting my visa. Because it's horrifying. It is horrifying. Yeah. It makes sense. They make it very horrifying. Yeah. And last but not least, you know, I just want to say, uh, hope, hopefully everybody in the West Coast of the U.S. is, is being, is, or sorry, not being, is safe. You yeah. know, there's, yeah. a, as everyone knows, there are massive wildfires across California, Oregon, and Washington. And unfortunately, I have family in California and Oregon, mm-hmm. and they've been sending me pictures, and it is absolutely terrible. The air quality is, is literally the worst in the world right now. Um, so I just hope they're all staying safe and, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope, yeah, absolutely. I hope everyone's doing what, what, what you can do, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, weird thing is that I just read today that the smoke is going over, it's going to the east coast of the States, over the Atlantic, and it's clouding the sun a bit in the Netherlands at the moment. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah, well, it's been burning for weeks, and you know, all that smoke's got to go somewhere, right? It doesn't just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, hopefully they can get that under control soon, because that's horrible. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but anyways, how have you been lately? What have you been up to? Yeah, um, I've been pretty well. Uh, I went last weekend. Uh, we went a little mushroom picking. It's a thing that people do, I guess. I never really done it before. I've never done it either. But we went to Grunewald, Grunewald, uh, which is a massive forest. So um, about forty-five minutes away from from where we are right now. Yeah. So it's really nice from the city. You can leave and go right to a forest and walk around. And I guess kids do this in Germany as with their families. They go pick mushrooms and hopefully they're, you know, not poisonous. Yeah, I would say warning to everybody, of course, it it could be extremely dangerous. Make sure you are well informed because if you pick the wrong mushroom, you could have major problems. So don't do it unless you know what you're doing. Yes, exactly. And I'm also doing extra well because football season is back. My Patriots just won. Monday night football. That's it. The Patriots just won with uh, with Cam Newton, our new our new big boy in the team. So uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Beautiful. Hopefully by the time this gets released, we'll have won two games, but we'll see. Nice. And also uh, over the weekend, we we went to, you and me and a few other friends. We went to Plutzensee, yeah, which is a nice uh, little lake that has a strandbad, which is a little kind of beach area. Yeah. You pay like a five euro to get in and uh, and it was actually quite nice and it was be- yeah. beautiful weather and, and they had a little bonfire yeah. at the end of the night. Yeah. Was, a little bonfire and a DJ and I felt like I was on vacation in Greece or something like that, chilling at the yeah. beach. And, really and, nice. and if that is the send off for the summer, that was a decent send off. Yeah, absolutely. Great yeah. send off. Now, speaking of send ons. Okay. Worst transition ever. I don't know what that means. What do we got today? We have uh, whiskey wise, of course I'm talking. This whiskey we have today is brought to you by our friend Mishael. You've heard about him. You love thank him. Thank you, Misha. So thank you, Misha. And it's actually funny. One of our viewers suggested that we drink this brand of whiskey. And, and we, we'd gotten the bottle the day before, right? The day before. So it's totally serendipitous. So that's fun. So this is an Indian whiskey, which we wow. haven't had yet. Haven't had an Indian whiskey. No. We're excited. Going all around the world, man. Uh, it's called Amroot. And this is called the Amroot Fu- uh, Fusion Single Malt Whiskey by Amroot Distillers. Hmm. Yeah. And does it say where, but whereabouts in India? Uh, just kind of curious. Um, not that I can see. Back in the day, I lived in India for two or three months for work. Oh, really? Yeah. Just as product of India, unless this is a place. Com- oh yeah, Kampipura 
Bengaluru, India. Okay. I, I, I the, think any native Indian will have no idea what you just said. Probably not. Okay. And it says, East meets West and a subtle fusion of Indian and Scottish barleys to produce a malt whiskey rich in flavor and character. I love it. It's short, to the point, nothing to, you know. Beautiful. Pour that, pour that bad boy. Let's pour it. Let's do it. And again, thank you to Misha who bought this bottle for himself, said that we can taste it, and then give him the bottle back. So we shouldn't drink too much of this, Jeff. Okay. Yes. So hopefully it's not, you know, a ten out of ten because if it is, because Misha, sorry. We'll be we'll owe Misha some money. Sorry, sorry, you're getting half empty bottle. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Let's do, let's do a sniff first for you. Mm, yeah. mm. Smells good. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Very scotchy. Oh, that burns. Yeah. Is that a strong burn for you or just me? Not hugely strong. There's a burn, but it's not anything hardcore. Really smoky, though. I like it. Oh, for me, it's a strong burn. Yeah? About two seconds after I sip, I, I can just feel it going all the way down. But I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. But I'm getting a nice slow burn down my throat. It's just lingering there. It's nice. Big fan. I'm liking what I'm having. I like it. Yeah. Let, let, let's see how it develops. And the smokiness is fairly mild. Like, you know, I'm not a big smoky guy, but it's, this, is, this is all right. Yeah. You know, let's see what happens. All right. Uh, let's, let's go on to our to our topic. Yeah, today, all about Berlin. Berlin. Yeah. Let's, okay, now we're going to start with some general stats, just stats. so you know what's going on. It's football season. We love stats. Let's go. Yeah. So um, the population of Berlin currently is 3.8 million people. Wow. Which sounds quite uh, large, but you know Berlin is nice and spread out, mm-hmm. so it, it doesn't feel like it's no. like, it's not the, the population density is not great. No, the population density is actually really nice in comparison to other cities. Uh, Berlin's slogan, I think, unofficial slogan. No, it, it it was for a while. I'm not sure if it is the past few years because it's not as poor as it used to be. But, right, but, uh, but it, the mayor in not that long ago, 15 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm called Berlin poor but sexy and I think that's a really good way to describe the general yeah. vibe of the city because it is not the best looking city in the world you know it's not a Prague it's not a Rome right and it's not it's not you know uh, a Bavaria you know with right. uh, just chock full of golden bars you know so. exactly but it does look very poor but it is a sexy city and that I totally agree with yeah because because he, he points out okay it's poor but there is a reason people live here, and right. that's because it's sexy. It is sexy. Yeah. And we're sexy. Yeah. And Berlin, just so you know, is not just a city. True. It is a city-state. So uh, Germany is made up of 16 states, just like the U.S. is made up of 50 states. Yeah. Um, and three of those states in Germany are what are called city-states, where the city itself is a city and also a state. It doesn't lie within a different state. Right. And that would be Berlin, Hamburg, and Bremen? Yeah, Bremen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, so Berlin physically lies within the state of Brandenburg, but it is not part of the state of Brandenburg, if, right. that, if that makes sense. Brandenburg is like the belt of Berlin. It goes around it. Exactly. Yeah. So so, so Berlin's kind of like New York, where you can write New York, New York, because there's New York State, New York City. This is, you can write Berlin, Berlin. Berlin, Berlin. Yeah, Berlin yeah, and right. Berlin. When, when, when you write a card, you write Berlin, Berlin. Exactly. Um, another interesting fact, which I didn't know until recently when we were doing some research for this episode, is that uh, Berlin is, according to Mercer, Berlin is the number 13 in quality of living in 2019. Ooh. And according to Monocle, Berlin is the sixth most livable city in the world. 
That's very good, actually. Really good. Wow. I mean, I get it. It's, it's a great place to live. So I just didn't think it was going to be that high. There's, there's a lot of great places to live in the world. Yeah. And of course, those rankings, they change from year to year. But sure. uh, that's still that's still wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's a fairly young city. Um, we found that 55% of the population of Berlin is under the age of 45. Which is interesting because Germany has a problem right now with an aging population but that's uh, Germany's problem, not Berlin's or problem. Or not Berlin's problem. I mean, it's funny, when my parents came here, I remember my mom was on the subway, and she's looking around, and she goes, is there anyone my age in this city? <laughs> I was like, you know what, I never really thought about it, yeah. but I think they're all in the West. <laughs> Plus, I mean, I think also, the fir- when you go to the outskirts of Berlin, you have the families and the older people, I think. Right, they more don't, houses. They don't, they don't live in uh, in the city center anymore. And they're more affordable houses, too. So Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Berlin is a Slavic word that means swamp. Because as we, I think we've mentioned several times right. when we talk about construction, uh, Berlin is very swampy and the water table is like s- just several centimeters underneath the ground. So uh, if you dig more than like, a, you know, <laughs> a meter, you're going to suddenly have water seeping into your construction. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're ever visiting the city, you'll see these giant either blue or purple tubes going through the city. And that's usually from a construction site where they're uh, pumping out the water. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and now, if you'll bear with us, you know, because for some of for some of you, uh, you, you know, just vaguely, okay, Berlin's the capital of Germany, but you don't know the history of Berlin. Right. So we're, we're going to go now with you just like really the just the quick bullet points of of how Berlin came to be. Jeff, Jeff's a big uh, history it, nerd. What it be. So today. he's going to give you the uh, the rundown. Give me so, a rundown. So Berlin is roughly about 800 years old. It was it was roughly established in the 12th century. Uh, that's okay. when, when it's first kind of appeared in the historical records. And during its first early years, Berlin was actually a very small walled city with a star-shaped fortress at its center. No way. And it only encompassed it only encompassed the area roughly the size of the at the where the what Museum Island is now is where the fortress was. That's not very big. Yeah, so so it's Museum Island and a little bit of area around it, which is mm. which is right next to Alexanderplatz yeah. for anybody who uh, knows the rough geography of Berlin. Interesting. And uh, the Brandenburg Gate, which is a iconic symbol of the city, right, is just one of the original eighteen city gates. That in which you should control who entered Berlin because it was a walled city through what was known as the Berlin Customs Wall. Now, listen, I said Berlin's Customs Wall, not the Berlin Wall. This is a different wall. Hundreds of years ago. Yes. Um, and the Brennan Brigade is kind of the last one, last man standing. Oh, wow. It, if you know, like the U-Bahn station, Halicious Tor. Yeah. Tor because there used to be a gate there. Oh, wow. So that used to be one of the gates. I never thought about it. Yeah. Um, but Berlin it steadily grew, and in the 1600s, 1700s, Berlin became, started to really grow and, as a city. Um, and at that time, Berlin was the capital of the Kingdom of Prussia. Now, you have to remember, back then, Germany as a country did not exist. There were just several mm. German... Germanic. Germanic independent states right. who had their own royalty. They went to war with each other, sometimes at alliances. And Prussia was one of the biggest uh, of these states, and Berlin was the capital at that point. Interesting. And huh. in, in, so in, much. in 1871, finally all these German states said, hey, you know what? We're all German. Let's just let's just band together. Let's do it. And they created the uh, germ what was known as the German Empire, um, which again was formed in 1871. Cool name too. And this German Empire was kind of the foundation of what eventually became Germany. Yeah. Um, and Berlin again was named the capital city of this German Empire. 
And of course, you know, in Berlin, you had the Kaiser, which was the emperor. You had the Reichstag, which was the seat of uh, governmental power right. for all of Germany. Right. And after Germany's defeat in World War One, uh, the country and especially Berlin uh, became very economically depressed. Um, so you had a lot of homeless people, you know, joblessness. Okay. And um, you had a lot of disgruntled soldiers from World War One, kind of walking the streets of Berlin with nothing to do, which. Uh, was and these economic problems were one of the main catalysts that led to World War II only 20 years later. Yep. And of course, being the symbolic heart of Germany, Berlin was utterly destroyed during the Battle of Berlin at the end of the Second World War. So mm -hmm. now you have a destroyed city, which uh, all the Allied powers who were victorious wanted to take a slice of. So uh, Germany itself was chopped up into pieces as well as Berlin. And so you had the Allied powers, you had the French, the British and Americans having one half of Berlin and the Soviets having another. West and East. West and East Berlin, yeah, exactly. Um, but the tension between these, uh, these powers, of course, in 1961 led to the Soviets creating Cold the War. Berlin Wall, oh. which, which, <laughs> which cut Berlin in half for the next 40 years, unfortunately. And, you know, if you lived, lived in East Berlin, uh, you were in a place that was economically and culturally and socially stifled by the Soviet authorities. You know, it was poor. It lacked standard goods that you could get in West Berlin. Um, and the East German authorities were controlling its citizens with things like the secret police, the Stasi. The Stasi, yeah. It wasn't so fun to live in East, <clears throat> East uh, Berlin or East Germany, for that matter. But finally, the Berlin Wall fell on November 9th, 1989. Berlin became unified. Germany became unified and started to recover, and now we we're at 2020. And was it after the wall fell where they almost, where Berlin almost wasn't the capital? Because for a while they, they were debating between having Bonn be the capital well, or the, Berlin. Because well, Bonn was already the capital of West Germany. Right. Uh, and when, and the, when the wall came down, I think they were deciding, should we make Berlin the capital, make Bonn the capital? And it decided ultimately with Berlin somehow. Yeah, well, of course, like everybody in Bonn wanted, you know, Bonn to remain the capital, but Berlin made sense. Historically, it was the seat of power. And so, right. and I think the transition period took several years, you know, to switch everything over to Berlin. Yeah. So there's a general history. Thank you, Jeff, for that. I actually learned some really cool stuff right there. So yeah, no that's problem. Fun. I hope we're all learning together here, listening to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. Yay. Um, so in Berlin, uh, very much in most cities like New York or, you know, London, whatever, there are different districts in the city. Mm. And I find it funny because going through the districts, districts that we thought were districts are actually not districts. They're part of districts. Right. Or they're considered or, or they used to be districts and then they got like absorbed by districts. Right. So there's actually only 12 official districts. Can you list them off for us? I will. And uh, just, so you know, district in German is Bezirk, which mm -hmm. is fun to say. Uh, so there is Charlottenburg, Wilmersdorf, Friedrichshain, Kreuzberg, Lichtenberg, Marzahn, Mar Marzahn Hallesdorf, uh, Mitte, Neukölln, <laughs> Pankow, uh, Reinickedorf, Spandau, Steglitz-Zehlendorf, Tempelhof-Schöneberg, and treptower Köpenick. Yeah, and then there's there's popular areas that you we would you would think were districts like Prin I always thought like Prenzlauerberg, Wedding, Schöneberg, but they're all parts of other districts. Yeah. I guess technically they're called a Keats, would which, be a Keats which thing, means yeah. your neighborhood, your hood. You say right. my mine Keats, and there are about ninety six neighborhoods within the oh, Jesus. twelve districts. So it's like it's kind of all over the place. Um, and when you first move here, it can be very difficult to uh, to navigate when people say let's meet here because there's so many. Yeah. 
And like, what are some of the iconic symbols of Berlin that maybe tourists have seen in movies or, you know, on postcards? I would say probably the biggest one would either be the Fernsehturm or the Brandenburger Gate. Yeah, and the, the Fernsehturm is... The TV tower. The TV no tower. Has. Yeah, and it was built by the Soviets uh, to kind of just show off to West Berlin. And it is still the tallest structure in all of Germany. Is it really? At 368 meters, which is over 1,200 feet tall. Um, which is uh, roughly the same height as the original uh, World Trade Center. So if you want to like, uh, which was, you know, the which at one point was the largest structure in North in North America. Is it that big? Yeah. Really? Like, including the antenna. It doesn't look that big. Yeah, 1,200 feet, over 1,200 feet, yep. Well, it sounds more impressive than it is, in my opinion. It but is it's impressive. Still, it's still very cool to look at. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And you, it's really cool because Berlin's so flat. You can see it from everywhere. And I think when you Google Berlin, you will get pictures of the Brandenburg Gate or fans at some. But another exactly. symbol of the city is the bear. The yeah, Berlin the Berlin bear. bear. It is yeah. our, our mascot, kind of. There are no bears here, though, so. No. And it, we looked it up. It really was just chosen because uh, the word bear just sounds like Berlin. Because you actually don't pronounce Berlin in German as Berlin. It's Berlin. Be- Berlin, you know, like. Yeah. And bear in German is bear. So yeah. it makes sense. And like some of their sports teams, like the um, their hockey team, are the Berlin Ice Bear. True. Yeah. Yeah, good song too they have. Oh yeah, my girlfriend loves it. She yeah. loves loves to sing that. It, it, even when we go to the zoo and we see a, like the actual ice bear, she loves to sing it for the ice bears. Makes sense. That's nice of her. Yeah. Um, Berlin also is filled with a lot of specific and awesome events, which is one of the one of the reasons we love Berlin, right? There's always something exactly. going on. There's you're, always you're something never to do. bored. Yeah. And like like we talked about before, there are so many different things for different people, and I think no matter what your kind of niche is, there's probably an event there for you somewhere in the city absolutely and alex can you list off just a few well, i mean we, we it, it would be possible to list them all because there's probably hundreds of festivals going yeah. on but just list off a few some of our main ones i'll lift, I'll lift up like some of these bigger ones that um that are like citywide kind of yeah um so we have fashion week art week the Berlinale, which is the film festival we talked about last episode. Yeah. Uh, Carnival de Kulturen, which is a big street parade. Which means uh, Carnival of Cultures. Right. Big street parade from different cultures and every kind of country has their own flow. It's beautiful. It's a lot of, it's a lot, it's a really good day. Yeah. And unfortunately, just so everyone knows, everything he's listing here uh, was canceled this year, of course. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Street Day, which is a big um, gay pride festival parade. Yeah. Really fun. Yeah. Really fun as well. Uh, Tag de Öffnen Tour, which is Day of the Open Door, which is when there's one day of oh, the year. Oh, for the museums, right? For the museums, ah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. One day a year, all the museums, you have free entrance in. And, and they're, they're open till like 2 a.m. or something like that. And yeah. there's free shuttles to take you from them and you can just go wherever you want. Yeah. And the city has a lot of museums. So if you're a museum person, it's incredible. Uh, there's awesome. Jazz Fest. There's Love Parade, which is another, just a parade about love. It's really nice. Yeah. There's also one called Fuck Parade. Which is a more kinky version. I think one of those got canceled a few years ago. Yeah, but not not because it was controversial. Because there's, there's no, there is nothing controversial in Berlin. But I think uh, probably money, uh, money, or no, some people died. I think yeah, in a stampede or something like that. A few years uh, ago, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I think I think that was the uh, the fuck parade. Yeah, sorry, mom. Uh, Sylvester, which is uh, New Year's here. We call it Sylvester in German. Let's yeah. call Sylvester in German. And New Year's here is so pretty much fireworks are illegal in the city except for three days before New Year's. This is true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It makes no sense. So people will buy a bunch of fireworks from like 
everywhere will sell them. You'll see signs everywhere. Fireworks here, fireworks here, fireworks here. And for that that night, it literally sounds like the the Russians have arrived. I mean, like it's like yeah. World War Three. Like it's endless explosions. It's it's really uh, it's it's pretty terrifying. I, I think if you visit, it's something to experience once. But I think I'm getting too old now, and I'm like, it's 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 so dangerous because everyone's on the streets is launching fireworks and, and everywhere. these bottle rockets and yeah. if you're on your balcony suddenly like missiles are whizzing by your head and you're like I'll never stay inside yeah it's, it's pretty nutty but uh, it's definitely it's definitely a fun day a good way to open up the new year absolutely I suppose uh, there's a German American festival which neither of us have been to I believe no I, for, for years I wanted to go and but I was just busy or it didn't work out yeah yeah there's the Berlin Marathon which fun fact holds the most top 10 world record runs Ooh. so that's fun I don't know what that means, but... And then also, uh, Weihnachtsmarkt, so Christmas markets every winter, every Christmas time. The whole city's filled with these amazing um, Christmas markets. These European and, Christmas markets, and you've probably seen them in movies, and you and however you dream like they are, that's how they actually are. They're, they're, if they're, not better. They're like, very quaint and cute. And, and they're, they're, like, they're made out of like pretty much pop-up villages. They're not, you know, fake wood. Like They're made out of real wood, real houses. Like It's, it's something to experience mm. and uh, the last one I mentioned is uh, Estamai so May 1st which is a German Labor Day and it's also the day where everyone kind of a lot of a lot of left wing protests anti-establishment protests come out uh, depending on what part of the city you're in it could be a bit dangerous uh, but then the in Kreuzberg it's actually a giant um, street festival with lots of music called yeah. called My Fest and we talked some more detail about it in the episode What the Fest which is True. Somewhere between episode five and nine. God, I don't remember. <laughs> Look it up. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. Um, but but yeah, yeah and, and then of course there's a million other. There's um, countless beer festivals. There was a whiskey festival last week. Yeah, um, make it. There's a Schaff festival, which means just a, like a spicy food festival. You know, like there's always. It, it really every weekend on your Facebook feed you'll see all these little festivals pop up pop up it's for crazy. two days. And uh, yeah, so if you're bored of can't think of an idea of what to do you, there's so many options and plus besides these big festivals there's also a bunch of little things you can go to and enjoy so for example in the summer there's this park called Thai Park and um, every Sunday or something like that I can't remember how often it oh, is oh right yeah yeah a bunch of Thai people uh, go there and set up little stands and they make you the most incredible yeah. Thai food ever yeah. maybe except for in Thailand awesome um it's actually not a legal thing. It's not officially sponsored by the city, but it's been happening for years and years and years, and it's very, very cool. It's a good day. Nice. Yeah, well, one thing we should mention, because sure. uh, Luciano asked specifically, he was asking, because he's coming from Brazil, he didn't know, uh, is this amount of money enough to live off of, etc. Right. So we should talk about the cost of living here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think that's an interesting thing, because obviously if you're moving to a new city, uh, there's a different economy, there's different prices, different everything, sure. rents, yeah. you know, mortgages, whatever. And Germany is a the fourth highest GDP in the world. It's a very rich country, but Berlin is not uh, a rich country. I'm not sure if it still is. It's also not a country, but our city. <laughs> I'm not sure if it still is is, but it used to be at least in 2016-ish, uh, the only capital city in the world that actually lowers the GDP of the actual country. I believe it. Yeah. So what that means is that salaries are not as high. But they also don't need to be because right. the general expenses are much lower. So Exactly. So maybe normally in the States you make eighty thousand a year, you come to Berlin, you're gonna make fifty thousand, you're like, oh my god, what's this? But the cost of living 
in I'm not gonna say all time, but in a lot of cases, it's just a lot less. So you yeah. can still live very comfortably for know? a city for sure. And yeah. fifty thousand a year in Berlin is like a lot of money. You're 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 absolutely fine. You have the apartment you want. You can buy all the beer you're, you want. You're you more do- than fine. Like you're you're yeah. definitely upper middle uh, here. Like for pretty much what I make my my yearly salary. If I was in the states, I'd be around poverty level. Yeah, on the official poverty level. But here, I'm pretty middle class. Same. Like, if the money I make, if I made the same amount in, say, Los Angeles, you know, back in California, uh, yeah, it would be a struggle. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but here, yeah, apartments are, and everyone's going to, second we say it, everyone's going to be like, oh, they're so expensive now. They're not expensive. They're just more expensive than they, they, than they, they used the, to the, be. The prices have been rising, absolutely. But compared, especially to other capital cities, it's, God, 30% less than other capital cities be. yeah it's it's, it's, it's still be. very affordable yeah exactly so if you um you really have to you know hamper your expectations when you're moving here and think about what you make wherever you're coming from versus what you'll make here and then look at rent prices uh also like we talked about before grocery stores are way cheaper yeah going out generally is cheaper you're not spending you know 50 euros 60 euros for dinner and a few drinks you're spending maybe 30 euros for dinners and a few drinks yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah beer at a bar is, it's uh, at most four euro yeah and that, that's the high end you know yeah. um god went to a place the other day where it was one i think it was like 180 a beer or something i can't remember exactly. where we were, but me and my girlfriend each got a beer and i think it was yeah 360 total yeah right. so i can't remember where but it was like a little you know, uh, dinner shop, whatever, but you got a beer for 180. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, cost of living, I don't think is something you have to worry about if you, if you're moving over, but like I said, do your research, you know, and you'll, and you'll see, but like, you'll probably, you'll probably be fine. Yeah. And it, but again, the salaries are a little bit lower. So there are certain jobs that yes, if you, the same it job in Silicon Valley, you could get paid 120 grand and here you'll get you know, a lot less. So, uh, yeah, and I think it comes down to what you want in life. Exactly. Um, you, you know, if, if you're moving, if you're living here, uh, and your goal is to get filthy rich, maybe not the place for you, maybe not the right country for you, to be honest with well, all, I, you could probably do it in Bavaria. Probably. Right. Um, but if you want a nice high quality of life, make enough to, you know, enjoy your life, be able to travel and, you know, do what you want to do, then I think you'll have a good time. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and one of the things that is easy and affordable in Berlin is, and I think we've touched on it before, is the public transportation. Right, you know? we, we definitely touched on it. Uh, I yeah. don't want to get too much into this. No. So no. Li- like we said, you have the underground, the above ground trains, the on tra- on the ground trams, buses, the, taxis. The, other than the, in the air trams? Well, yeah, the ones above the ground, the S-Bahn. That's not a tram. The trains. It's a train. Yeah. Okay, whatever. You said on the ground trams. Let's just say, let's call them trams. You have trams, above ground, underground, buses, taxis, also ferries. Some of the lakes they have the are the uh, Germ- the Berlin Authority, the Bayfelge, uh has ferries that are included in your ticket. There it is. Yeah, and it all costs sixty euro uh, a month if you get a monthly ticket. Yeah, the, yeah, the annual the annual trip. subscription. Yeah, which is not bad at all. Uh, and it covers all of those things except for taxis, obviously. Yeah, and there's amazing rail travel and connections. You know, the Berlin Hauptbahnhof, which means central main train station. Yep. It is the largest connect connecting train station in Europe. Uh, it, it's it's a, it's an amazing feat of engineering. If you go, I did not know that at all. If you, if you go like. Uh, Several stories above ground, there's east to west traffic. But if you go down like four or five floors underground, there is this, the north to south, uh, you know, international oh, wow. trains as well. Um, 
so it's not a terminus station. Trains don't stop there. Trains can just go right through, but it's uh, it's an amazing station. So and it's cool. just massive. And of course, they have the airports, the many airports, which might get nailed down to one soon. Yeah, next month, actually. Octo- next month. October 31st. October. Our new, fan- and by fancy, I mean it finally fits the sort of standard of uh, Capital City, uh, airport will open. And yes. and these these smaller airport Tegel the the shitty 1980s uh, airport will close i think a week later my favorite airport of all time yeah i mean it's quick but it's you know the, the phrase quick and dirty it yeah. is quick and it is for sure dirty oh it's definitely dirty um so soon we will have a proper airport please you can't see my fingers crossed um, well it is on halloween it could be a trick or ooh. a treat please treat i guess we'll find out treat. you want and, a treat and of course i think we've talked about this before Berlin is known as a cycling city. People use their bikes to do everything, to go to work, to go on dates, yes. to meet their friends. There are amazing cycling paths everywhere. It's it's, it's very nice. And, and very cool. It looks like it's t- starting to improve now. So um, Friedrichstrasse, which is a really big area in the city, uh, is now car-free, Oh, which is very cool. And I just read today that in Kreuzberg, uh, Bergmannstrasse is also going to be car-free. Oh, pedestrian only. Yes. And on my street here, which is very dangerous to ride your bike on, they're building new bike lanes. So I think, because they tested it during lockdown, during the quarantine, uh, shutting down. When, and trying, when nobody's outside. That's exactly. kind of a shitty test. Well, they, they wanted to open it, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, because no one's outside, they had the opportunity to change infrastructure, I guess. And Friedrichstrasse, and now it's staying that way. And I much prefer that. I think this city has too many cars, and I think that there should be zero cars in a city. I think cities should be for people, well, not for cars. Zero cars would make <sighs> life difficult. Zero cars would make life incredible, except for taxis, ambulances, police, Ubers. You don't need a car in the city. Well, if you do, if you say work in Potsdam and you have. Two children you take to school. Yeah, and I think there should be obviously exceptions, but I think right. generally you, there's so many cars. So not in the necessarily city. zero cars. Not necessarily. Um, it's, hyper, it's, hi, it's hyperbole, okay. Jeff. Yes. Not necessarily zero, but in my opinion, there's too many cars in the city, and it looks like they're trying to make it more pedestrian friendly, which I'm, yeah. I am a hundred percent for. But compared to say an American city, there are very little cars. Uh, in in Berlin, you know, like again, it's very cycling friendly, and yeah, and, there's never like bumper to bumper traffic, like you you know, if you're in New York City or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and and one stat is that half of the population of Berlin uses the subway and trains to get around, not only cars, half. not cars. What do you mean, only half? I would think it'd be more. And it's like 1.8 million people. I guess it's a lot of people when you put it that way. It's a lot of people. It's literally half of the because if you think about it, like half of the people in Berlin are probably old and don't even go to work anyways so they're at home anyway so oh yeah also true or a lot of people don't even uh you take their bikes everywhere too so exactly yeah so oh yeah okay so it's actually very low cars yeah very cool yeah all right um next what else we talk about berlin well you know berlin's location is very ideal i mean roughly an hour's drive you're in poland we have great air travel via uh ryanair and easyjet so and we're right in this like right in the smack dab center of europe man so we we're like you know, hour and a half to London, hour to Oslo, uh, hour to, uh, you know, name it, Croatia, you know, like we're right in the center. So it's really easy True. to get everywhere. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and it makes it a lot more um, inviting to go out for a weekend, to go travel. Hey, let's go for a a weekend trip to Italy. Cool. Why not? Like you can do it. You know, just two days. Easily. You really easily. cheap. Easy because it's only an hour, hour and a half flight. Like it's not wasting a lot of your time. It's like, it's like as a kid, I used to go up to New Hampshire to go skiing, which is about a three hour drive. 
and you're so talking it's, less it's than further. that sometimes yeah but you're going further away to another country and then Which coming back weird. for the yeah. weekend really yeah. cool and crossing one or two countries to get to that country yeah in an hour and a half um, now now what is of course to the youngsters <laughs> what to is the youngsters for? sorry what is Berlin known for to all you Gen Z's I think that's what they are uh, to youngsters uh, Berlin is known for its nightlife scene, of course. Absolutely. We, we've had a whole episode about it. Yeah. Um, called something. I don't know. It had a name. Berlin Nightfly, who knows? Probably. Uh, no. Party Hardy. Party Hardy. Party Hardy. Yes. There it is. So if you want to learn more about the nightlife, check out Party Hardy. But just to generalize, sum it up, um, some of the best clubs in the world, with some of the best DJs in the world, with some of the best sound systems in the world. Uh, very underground party scene, um, hardcore, techno. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And of course, right now, the party scene is, is non-existent. It's pretty dead. Except for the illegal parties in the parks. Yes. Except for illegal parties in the parks, yes. Lots of, A bunch of 16-year-olds who don't wear masks, yes. Also, the thing about Berlin is the parks and all the nature you have. And a lot of people are taking advantage of that right now, having these uh, big parties in the middle of the night in these uh, big parks. Yeah, and Berlin, you know, Berlin has, of course, the massive parks. You have Tiergarten, which is kind of the central park of Berlin. Right. But also you, we have Tempelhof, which yeah. is a an airport which was shut down, uh, I think in 2008, mm-hmm. officially. An entire airport, the entire runway, all the all the space was just left as a park right in, right in the center of the city. So we have two central parks, basically. Yeah, and... Uh, I remember a few years ago, the city wanted to take over the park and build more apartments, which, which you know, can, can you blame makes, them? No, I mean, of course not. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. But everyone protested, saying like, "Nah, man, this is our park. This is our giant area to chill." Yeah. And those protests, and the city was like, "Okay, then." And that's when I realized, like, wow, protests can actually work here. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of my favorite spots in in the whole city. It's it's just it's incredible to be able to sit in this big giant area with a lot of history in it too I and mean, that's where the Americans during World War II dropped the um, what do they call it the uh, those care packages candy bo- there's a name for them I forget what it's called well they dropped candy for the kids but the actual like goods for uh, West Berliners they actually they landed and right. unloaded yeah but, but it was something like there was a time it was called the Berlin Airlift and during the time there was a plane landing I think like Every twenty to thirty seconds, wow! Bringing it because the entire West Berlin was cut off from rail and cars. Exactly. So every piece of food, clothing, everything had to come from the Americans via air. Uh, so pretty, pretty insane. It, it is pretty insane, and, and like a lot of places in Berlin, because it's such a historical city, as we learned at the beginning of the episode. Thank you, Jeff. Yes. Uh, sitting in Tempelhof is like you're, you're you're sitting in so much history that happened around you, and you're just hanging out on a runway yeah and of course people are skateboarding and roller skating and you can bike up down the runways skateboarding now now of course being that it is a uh, a runway um, you know there are no it's not like a pretty park there are are no trees it's it's just a flat grass with some runways but it's still awesome and Um, it makes for an incredible sunset absolutely because it's literally just wide open space and it's like again smack dab in the middle of Berlin so uh you can't uh, blame those evil realtors for, like, drooling over it. Exactly. But I, I am going to blame them because I think it's stupid. Um, yeah, definitely one of my favorite spots. But, yeah, there's, 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 you know, there's Grunewald where we were last weekend. Uh, yeah, Berlin is surrounded by forest. forests. Yeah, I mean, and what? It took us 20 minutes to get there. And in 20 minutes, we're 
were in the forest. You, yeah. You're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you can't hear a car. Like, you're in literal forest. And it's so weird to go from a subway station, walk 15, 20 minutes, and then boom, you're not in a city anymore. Exactly. It's really cool. And, and you can do it for a day. You know, you don't do like a big drive to the forest. You can just go whenever you want. After work, let's go to the forest for a day. I mean, yeah. And and that's not something that you have. Because a, a lot of cities, they're butted up against other cities, right? So you don't have forests and hiking paths and stuff in between like exactly you're, you're kind of screwed so uh yeah another thing that uh luciano and then sorry if we're saying your name wrong over and over again we really apologize um <laughs> that he asked about because again he was moving to berlin he was asking a lot of questions about berlin it's about the safety in berlin because you know he's coming yes. from brazil uh and, and he said where he's from is it can be a little dangerous walking around at night I, I, we don't know exactly where <clears throat> but i'm guessing rio uh yeah. which is not so safe uh, so he was asking, like, oh, what's what's the amount of violence? For us, because we're from Berlin, we kind of laughed at the question, what's the amount of violence like in Berlin, and why did we laugh at that? Yeah, because um, I'm not sure the official rate, we'll look into that, but Berlin is, like, it, it, it feels incredibly safe. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, again, I've had so many times where it's 3 a.m., you're in a random place, and I've, and, and other in other cities where I felt like, Truly terrified. Sure. Here at 3 a.m., whatever, you walk calmly and you're on your phone and you just, you feel very relaxed. Like, I've I've, I've maybe once or twice felt uncomfortable, but in general, yeah. in general, felt very safe here. There's a, there's a very, again, it's a big city, so obviously we're not reading up on the stats. There, there is violence and there is crime. Of course. But and, it's and, very low. Yeah, and I think the most thing you run into is usually... Um, Random kind of drunk people saying, you know, a bunch of bullshit, uh, which obviously can be annoying and also a bit threatening, especially, uh, you know, my girlfriend's told me as a woman, it can be threatening sometimes. But I don't think it's any more, she's not any more than any other city. You get that, you know, everywhere, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I, I did look at one, look it up once. I think that Berlin does have the highest crime rate in all of Germany, but that is, but it's still low compared to cities like New York or Chicago or right. Or, they 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 pretty much recommend to look out for pickpockets in some stations. Mm. But even then, I've never been pickpocketed. I don't know anyone who has been pickpocketed yeah. except for at a festival. Yeah, where I, there's I, like I, a thousand people. I think I told you I witnessed one and I stopped that on right. the U-Bahn. Yeah, uh, but it's not and it's not near level of uh, Barcelona. I would say there's a lot of pickpockets there or in Rome. Yeah, in general, in Berlin, you're gonna have a lot of like. Maybe an annoying scams and stuff, but yeah. in, in terms of violent crime, very little. You you can walk again. And of course, this is all we're two men, so this is from our point of view. Exactly, um, exactly. But, but again, I've been in other cities where I felt a little uncomfortable late at night. But here, yeah, it's 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 a fairly safe, violence-free. Yeah, I would I would say city. so, hundred percent. And you know, there's no guns here either, so you don't have to worry about gun violence. And things like that. It's a very um, well. Actually, Germany and Berlin has a very high gun ownership, so there are actually Germany quite a lot. has high gun ownership, but yeah. it's very, very, very regulated and controlled. Yeah, but so, but when you said there are no guns here, the guns are here. Sure, but uh, there's no, you know, carry laws. You can't carry your gun anywhere. Yeah. Although three days ago, uh, a man in his balcony did get shot. True. So it does that. happen. It does happen. There are like, I think since I've been here, I've heard of like a handful of shootings. Yeah, and I told you there's actually a high, a surprisingly amount amount of bank robberies and yeah. armored car robberies in Berlin. It happens actually quite frequently, like really high tech 
bank and armored car uh, robberies that happened in Berlin. Uh, if you look at the news, it's actually quite surprising. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, I want I want to um, look more into that. Yeah, I want to do a deep dive into that one. But yeah, generally, I would say it's very safe. You really shouldn't worry much about it. Always. If you're in any city, you know, have your street smarts about you. you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Know your environment, know your surroundings at all times. I, no matter where you are, even living here seven years, I still try to do that. But um, but generally, it's I've never really felt unsafe. No. and I felt uncomfortable, but never unsafe. Right. But, you know, you could feel uncomfortable on a first date. True. For example. Yeah. But uh, you know what? Like, I think we're realizing now... We have so much to say about Berlin that yeah. this is going to be a two-part episode. I think it will be. And maybe it'll come out. I don't know. It, it, it might be two or three episodes from now because we got some other stuff planned. But this this will be... things in the works. This will be part one of of two. Of two. Absolutely. Because uh, there's more more meat on this bone. Yeah. And if, if you have more questions about the city, um, please let us know. And we'll try to answer as much as we can uh, here on air. Um we obviously can't answer everything if we don't know the answer to it. But please, if you have any questions, if you think about moving here, think about visiting, um, let us know. And, and we can uh, we'll, roll we'll that up it, into part two. We'll put it in part two. We'll roll it up like a calzone. So look out for part two. But right now, look out for our whiskey review, which we're going to do momentarily once I get a second splash two. of this. What are we drinking? Of the Amrut. Ooh, the Amrut. Uh, fusion oh, was it? Amrut Fusion, yeah, sorry. Okay, which again is an Indian whiskey from the which region, Alex? God, don't make me Mar- say it. Mar- Mar- don't make me say it. Okay, sorry, it's, it's an Indian the whiskey. Kam- Kambipura Bengaluru. So, an Indian, an Indian whiskey. Okay. Yeah, again, thanks, Misha. Really appreciate you letting us uh, borrow your bottle and opening it and drinking the first. But we, we've, we've drank very little. Yep. I, I th- think people don't understand that we. We drink very little. Usually, yeah. I gotta say though, I I'm, like I'm it. really enjoying it. It's tasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's smoky whiskey, but again, I'm a non-smoky guy. I like it, so I think if you're a non-smoker, non-smoker, <laughs> if, you're, if you're a non-smoky whiskey guy, you'll be okay with this one because it's it's not super harsh, right? It, what it, do you think? It, it's cool because it's got this. Um, at first, it's got the smokiness. It's not burning as much anymore, obviously, because we're you know been drinking more of it. But uh, it's got this initial smokiness, but then. You get a really nice sweetness after, kind of like a rye type yeah. sweetness. You know what I mean? True. There, that, no, I I noticed that sweetness right away. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 cool. It's like a, it's it's kind of like a smoky rye in a way. I don't mm. know. And and the color of uh, of the whiskey too is beautiful. I like the color a lot too. And the bottle generates. It's a very classic looking Scotch bottle. It's a classic bottle. The I would say the labeling leaves a lot to be desired. It's very kind of boring labeling. It's a little too modern, I would say, actually. Yeah. Like yeah. modern for like early 2000s. Yeah, the labeling doesn't quite match the bottle. Um, no. But they got a proper cork and everything. And yeah, uh, yeah it's a good whiskey. Yeah, I I, I would. I'll, I'll definitely. Um, what, what's your number on this one? This is the one whiskey that we're not going to have on our shelves. I actually might buy a bottle of this because I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but sometimes numbers jump out at me. But right now, I I don't know. This might be like a nine thumbs up, ten thumbs up. 
which so everyone knows on the conversion scale that doesn't quite equal a nine out of ten. Uh, no. Actually, we received a message recently where uh, my my cousin was confused about our rating scale. Just so everyone knows, like we have not properly thought out our rating scale. Not it, not it, not in the slightest. It, these 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 ratings really did, they they come from our gut. They're just yeah. like gut reactions. Um, <laughs> There's really no real reason to it. So yeah, obviously the lowest we've given is a five on something we really didn't like, but um, eight. I'm gonna give this an eight. Eight for me, eight out of ten. Yeah, um, this is a solid whiskey. I really enjoy it. It's my and it's the only Indian whiskey I've ever had. True. So, uh, so I'm can't trying really to think, compare. Last week we had Lafroig, and this is a very similar uh, no, but palette to that. Hey, but I know we're not ages comparing. Ages ago we said we're not comparing. I know, I know, I know. I'm just hear me out, all right? Okay. It has a very similar flavor to that. Okay. It's, it's a similar type whiskey. I said Lafroig, a little bit more smoky. Yeah, it's definitely more smoky. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. Take a sip and just say, say what your heart tells you. Gut reaction. Gun to your head. It's got to be eight and a half. Eight and a half. I really Ooh. like it. I really, really like it. Yeah. I really like it. Now, this is the fusion. Now, it, oddly enough, this is the first whiskey we had that came with a booklet inside of the, uh, what'd you call it? The tube. The tin. The t- it's actually a tin tube, too. Tin tube. Which I like, just like the yeah. red spot. So it's fancy. Yeah. But it showed that, that, that um, was it Amrut, they make something like, I don't know, 10 to 15 different kinds of whiskey. So we're just drinking the fusion. So uh, who knows what the other ones are like? Yeah. And I'm realizing right now on the tin tube, there is um, a, a bunch of awards on here. Ooh. World Whiskey of the Year. Whiskey. Uh, I saw something on the top, which I thought was the price. I thought it was like 90 euro, but it says 90 no. something. Uh, no, but I'm saying it's an award somewhere. Nope. Let me, they're right here. No, it was on the top. Dude. Yeah, yeah that thing. Like the big, no, no the keep turning. The big what? yellow circle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, from Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible, it got 97 points. Out of 100? Uh, I'm assuming so. Ooh. Uh, the Whiskeys of the World got a gold in 2017. Best Natural Cask Daily Drams Award. It's got a bunch of awards. Um, I agree. It's good. And so everyone knows an eight uh, means it's good. Yeah. Uh, I'd say above average. I would say definitely worth much above average. This is this is proper. Eight means buy it. Eight means hundred percent buy it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I'm an eight. You're an eight point five. That's it. And uh, hey, uh, we forgot to mention before. If you're enjoying the podcast. We would love a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, if somehow iTunes. you're still listening, because some people, they check out before if, the very If you're end. still here right now at the end of this episode, because yeah. we really dragged this on at the end. If you're still here, we appreciate that. Don't forget to visit our website, agdwpodcast.com. Our Instagram, at americans.in.germany.podcast. We'd love for you to follow those things. Give us some comments. Give us some likes. Give us whatever you want to give us. Send us a message. Send us a message. That's what ask we like the most. A, ask us a question. I'll take a message over review any day. Love the messages. But reviews are good. Reviews are good. Ask us a question. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. So thank you again so much for listening. And, and to um, everybody, stay. Stay safe, especially those in the West Coast and the States. And? And stay thirsty. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>